Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking of scary stuff, uh, on busy weather days, we know that we can have severe weather in this part of the world. It happens quite regularly, in fact. Uh, we check in with uh, Nevin Demiliano. He's agreed to be sort of our resident storm chaser, and if he's got a plan for a day and he's heading out somewhere, he'll give us a call and let us know what he's looking at and what he's expecting might develop later in the day and where he's headed. He's part of a group called Prairie Storm Chasers. It's a group that spend their hot summer days chasing storms. Pretty fascinating hobby or job, passion, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're always interesting to chat to. And we've talked to a few of them. Today, we're going to chat with another one. Beth Allen is joining us. Beth, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to talk storms. <laughs> it really is a cool subject. And I think a lot of us, we've all gone through these storms. We've all seen them. If you live in this part of the world, you can't avoid them. Uh, but not a lot of us decide to dedicate at least some of our time to chasing them. Why did you decide to become a storm chaser? I think, like, I grew up terrified of storms. I think most storm chasers have a story like that, where they just were terrified of storms, and then that fear and that adrenaline kind of got moved into being just total fascination. So I chase storms now because I find them fascinating. Um, I, I just think they're beautiful, they're incredible, and then, I mean, you tie that with the opportunity to try and make people safe, you know, by providing good warnings, um, and it's like the best of all worlds, right? So you had a fear of storms, and that's sort of where this came. Do you still have the fear of storms? I mean, is, are you a little apprehensive when you go out, or has it helped you conquer your fear, so to speak? Well, it allows me to know what storms are doing. Like, I'm not the, I am not the storm chaser that drives into storms. I'm the storm chaser that stays just away from the storm, takes pictures of them, and reports on what they're doing. So by doing this, I never, hopefully never have to be in a storm ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so it works for me. <laughs> good point. What's a typical storm chasing day look like for you? How do, how does it you know unfold? Like what? Just walk us through a normal storm chasing day. So it starts usually about three days ahead of time, where you start to look at all the weather models and the forecasts, and you sort of do the same thing that you know a weather person on TV might do. Um, and so you spend a lot of time just like looking at a computer screen, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Day of the storm, though, hopefully all the models are, are came true, you know, in terms of, like, something interesting is going to happen. Um, and so usually, you know, you wake up in the morning, you take a look at what the models say is going to happen, you check to see the current conditions to see, like, is that actually happening? Um, you know, you look at temperatures and moisture in the air, and, and then you get in the car, you just drive somewhere. You drive to where you think there's going to be a storm in the future, um, and you spend a large amount of time sitting in gas station parking lots, like being really warm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, something starts to go and then you start to, you know, you chase it, you stay in front of it, you take photos of it, you report on it. Hopefully it avoids, you know, houses and people and the QE2 and those kinds of things. Yeah. But if it's not going to, then at least I can help to provide some, some, uh, you know, advance warning. Hey, this is what the storm's doing. Hey, this is where the storm's going. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. In terms of uh, the, the, the benefit to what you guys do, it's not just about 
being involved and taking pictures of the of the storm. There, there's things that can be learned by forecasters and after the fact, all these sorts of things, right? You do. There is some mm-hmm. science-based service here. There, there absolutely is. And everyone chooses storms for different reasons. So I can only speak to sort of me and the prairie storm chasers and things like that. Um, we are involved in as many science-based things as we can get our hands on from, you know, hail collection to hail measuring to uh, tracking wind speeds, all, all that sort of thing. Um, you know, there's, there's certainly a lack of funding sometimes to, to support a really robust science effort, at least in Canada. Um, but there's a lot of science that can be done, and I hope there's more science that will be done. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's so hit and miss, though. Have you? How long have you been doing it, and have you tracked down the, the superstorm, for lack of a better term? Have you, have, you, have you been front and center for one? So I've been storm chasing for 15 years now. It's my 15th year out there. Um, and I think the thing about storms is that you're, you're never really satisfied. Right. right. Like you're always like, ooh, okay, well, is the next one going to be even better? Is the next one going to be even better? So I have seen some incredibly terrifying and incredibly impressive storms, you know, from from storms that have just looked beautiful to storms that have unfortunately done too much damage. Um, but I think that's the thing about storms is that you never you never know really what it's going to do. And so it's that, you know, that fear of missing out, that FOMO, right? That you're like, okay, I got, I got to go look at the next one too because it could be even better because you have no way of knowing. No, exactly. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, you're the only woman involved with Prairie Storm Chasers. Is that true? I, I am. In our, in our small team, there's, there's five of us, and I am the only woman on that team. So it's uh, do you, a great group of men. <laughs> do you know with the other groups? I mean, is this something that women don't do as much as, you know, it... Are the reasons? Give us an update on how that that shakes out. So there are certainly more women now than there were when I started. Okay. Uh, when I started, I thought it was like ninety percent men, ten percent women, kind of thing. Um, and we're certainly moving closer to fifty-fifty. I don't think we're there yet. Um, you know, there are a few a few things I think stopping women, um, sort of depending on on what you're looking at. I think you know one of the things is that. When you storm chase alone, and most storm chasers chase alone because it's tough to find people who want to sit in a car for 13 yeah. hours a day, right? There, there's a personal safety issue for, for women more than men, I think, sometimes, right? Just yeah, being like, okay, yeah. if I'm standing in, you know, somewhere in the middle of nowhere and a stranger comes up to me, you know, what, what's the fear? I think there's also this message that, that women hear early on, like girls hear about, hey, you're bad at math. You can't do math and science as well. And so I think that turns you that turns women off sometimes, feeling like they can't do it. Um, so hopefully, you know, I'm out there being like, guys, guess what? I'm not great at math, but also I'm chasing storms, so you can do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point, though. I never thought because you are you're by yourself in the middle of nowhere, and you don't know where you're going to be next, and nobody knows where you are. I can definitely see how that would be just a, a, po- a personal safety problem. And cell service can often be really sketchy out, out in yeah, rural areas. Yeah. And then if you're photographing lightning, say, late at night, and you're just alone on a rural road with bad cell service, you know, so there's 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 some stuff sometimes we have to think about that maybe men don't always have to think yeah, about. Yeah, makes perfect sense, absolutely. So wh- what's going on this week? I know we're heating up, we're cranking up. Where are we? Are, is this going to be a busy week, do you think? Are you working on some stuff? So... Um, 
you know, we're looking at the models, and it's looking, it's looking. So usually after a stretch of heat, yeah. um, you know, that's usually because we're under a ridge of high pressure, and as that ridge breaks down and and, and we start to look towards the cool down, that's often when storms go a little crazy. So I think we're looking later this week at maybe that ridge breaking down a bit and uh, severe weather chances returning. Hopefully, hopefully only in unplanted fields and nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're so right. Just taking a look at the forecast, like for Edmonton, for example, it's going to be smoke and hot right mm-hmm. up until it isn't. And, and Sunday we're looking at showers and 23 for a high. So, I mean, it's that transition where things usually happen if they're going to happen, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that that shift from really warm to starting to cool off is often where uh, we get a little interested in terms of what might be happening. Beth, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Stay safe out there, okay? Thanks very much. Have a great day. That's Beth Allen, who is with Prairie Storm Chasers.